Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Richard Nixon. Well, I'm not a crook. Ronald Reagan. Tear down this wall. George W. Bush. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And Donald Trump. Nobody knows the game better than I do. All of these presidents relied on one man to secure their seat in the Oval Office. That man is Roger Stone. Blowing the whistle on what's happening in America. Blowing the whistle on what's happening around the world. And tomorrow at 3 p.m., he's on 77 WABC. It's The Middle with Anthony Weiner on WABC. I know Anthony Weiner for a long time. He was a really bad guy. Taking a step back to look at things with a new perspective. Anthony Weiner, um, I'm not a big fan. It's The Middle with Anthony Weiner. I'm Anthony Weiner, and thank you for meeting me in the middle. Sometime every Saturday at 2 o'clock when we take some steps away from the hot takes of the far left and the far right, and we try to bring some context to the news, or maybe we bring a subject into the middle of the conversation that's not there enough. So great to have you along on this soggy day. Not as bad as yesterday, obviously. We've got Ava on the board across the way. Christian taking your calls. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Kevin is supervising. We'll be here till 4 o'clock. Then Curtis Lewa comes in at 4 o'clock. And we will have left versus right. You can hear us all up and down the Eastern Seaboard on 77WABC, the most powerful radio station in the nation. And you can stream us, WABCradio.com, or you can get us on the app. It's so great to have you all. It's a two-hour show today. We need more than that. There's so much going on. Good grief. Government is still open. Ten more hours, and we'll find out. It's funny. You know, I write these episode descriptions based on how I think the episode's going to go, and I wrote one. This goes up as a podcast as soon as we go off the air. And I wrote the description as if the shutdown was going to happen because I kind of think it is. But it's they, they now – look, they are – Debating this idea of extending the government for another, I think, 45 days. It's called a clean CR. It's not really clean. It just means basically do everything we we were doing before and just extend it. Let's see if that passes. Um, was at the rink this morning with Jordan. And the you know for those of you who spend a little time around either hockey rinks or basic meteorolo- meteorology and chemistry – 
Very foggy in the rink today because there's so much moisture in the air. The moisture meets the ice, and the whole place gets kind of like a dense like fog in there. I tell you who I ran into when I was there. Pete Stemkowski, Ranger fans of a certain age will remember him. He was he played with the uh, Rangers, I guess, about five, six seasons, I think. He had a great moment in the 71 Cup uh, semifinals where he had two overtime goals. Nicest guy in the world. I had met him once before. He had two grandkids who were playing at the rink, and he was kind enough to say hello. He was what we would call a 200-foot player. He was great at both ends of the ice, very popular player. I'm an Islander fan, as you know, but um, it was good to see Pete Stemkowski. Jordan was out on the ice. He is um, He's playing a lot of hockey. He is playing with his team, the, which is a kind of a light travel team, plays one game every weekend. And he's also practicing with the big squad, with the regular U-12s during the week. And so he's getting a lot of skating in, and he's doing great. Um, Like I said, a ton of news. Oh, by the way, welcome. I want to welcome Taylor Swift to the show. Not literally, but uh, since she's dating this guy, Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs, she has to suffer with all the rest. She's just, you know, people say, Curtis, uh, Taylor Swift is just like us. Yes, she has to suffer through a Jet game too. There you go. No one's too famous to have to suffer through the Jets. We're going to be featuring – I asked Ava to play her music today during the breaks. One, because I don't know it very well. Catherine tries to teach me about it. But I finally came to this realization that I have to catch up on this. No pun intended, catch up on this because the Empire State Building was lit up in red this week. Okay, and anyone who's a Taylor Swift fan knows why. Ava, do you know why? Ava, who's pretty hip. I mean, but around here, that's not saying much. She's like in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. She's hipper than we are. It was red because apparently Taylor Swift was seen watching a football game, dipping her chicken tenders into ketchup. So now the Empire State Building was lit up by Heinz in honor of her liking ketchup. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. That's the whole story. So we're going to listen. I realize now she's the biggest act in the world. I mean, by far. I don't know if this is true or apocryphal. The NFL asked her to perform during the halftime of the, of the Super Bowl. And she says, no, but if you like, you can perform your Super Bowl during a break in my one of my concerts, which is about right in terms of the relative popularity. So uh, she is going to be watching the Jet game with all the rest of us. In case you hadn't noticed, it rained a lot. To those of you who had suffered damage and everything else, Noam just played a sad story from someone, a business operator in Park Slope. But for people who are complaining about government, it was eight inches of rain, for God's sakes. You know when that happened last? It never happened. So if you really want all of our infrastructure to be ready to handle something that happens once in never, I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. I'm going to talk to Curtis about this. I just, I bet $1,000 that Curtis Lee was going to blame, you know, Eric Adams for this. It rained a lot. I mean, it was really, I mean, it was insane. I mean, we all know it was insane. Some, um, before we get to the heavy, the heavy news, a heavy little fact from the, from the, the news this week, 800-848-WABC, Wiener, W-A-B-C at gmail.com if you want to email me, at Rep Wiener is Twitter, at Anthony D. Wiener is my Facebook. So we now had a very sad milestone this week. As many NYFD first responders have now died from illness 
of 9-11 illnesses as did the day of the attack. We're all familiar with the number, the tragic number, 343, the number of firefighters that died on that day. Well, this week, EMT Hilda Venata and retired firefighter Robert Fulco became 9-11 illness victims, 342 and 343. So keep them and their families in their prayers. It's important to, to, to realize that a lot of people who were there as first responders, who responded that day, survived that day, were grateful to go home to their families, and slowly and surely were dying almost immediately thereafter because of the stuff that was in the air. And I just want to just remind everyone, the reason we provide health care for those workers and for those that were down there is we, the government, told people it was safe, bottom line. And those people who were responding, who were on the pile, who were just there, um, deserve to be taken care of. In other news this week, uh, apparently RFK is actually not a Democrat. Really? <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Wait a minute. You mean an anti-vaxxer who spreads anti-Semitic conspiracy theories and who defends Putin? And he says he's not sure what happened on 9-11? Yeah, I think we knew he wasn't a Democrat. And maybe it's because his super PAC is all funded by Republicans. Yeah, we kind of got the, we saw the handwriting on the wall some time ago. Look, I am not in the camp that believes necessarily him appearing on the ballot takes votes from from Joe Biden. If you look at recent polls that include him in it, he is gaining more Republican votes than he has Democratic votes. And just for the reasons I just read, I mean, what does that sound like? Doesn't sound like most Democrats. So, but we'll find out. I mean, he's a phony. Always was. I called it. Right. Go, go, go back and listen to what I said about him. Um, he's been he's a phony. I mean, he wants to sell books. He wants to get his name out there. But it, this is not a, a serious campaign for president. Definitely not a serious Democratic campaign. Uh, what has happened this week? There's so, so much. OK, there was a debate this week. I previewed it on The Middle Unplugged, which is episode 49. It's a podcast I do that. That drops every Wednesday. I did a little preview and I had an idea about what they should do, which is the episode is dedicated to playing some cuts of Trump proposals and seeing, you know, seeing how the candidates might respond. But I also predicted how they might go at each other. I got that one pretty, pretty right. Um, Some of it, um, some of it was, uh, was pretty cringeworthy. And I'm looking at the list on how we have this organized. I think that would be, Uh, Cut number two. Joe Biden doesn't belong on a picket line. He belongs on the unemployment line. (laughs) No one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. I'm going to take out this veto pen and I'm going to send it right back to them. Ilya, you mentioned the question. And when you have the president of the United States sleeping with a member of the teachers union. My wife... uh, isn't a member of the teachers union, but I got to admit, I've, I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. And um, so full disclosure. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. I'm glad Vivek uh, pulled out of his business deal in 2018 in China. That must have been about the time you decided to start voting in presidential elections. So. Did you send them back? It's in the press. Did you send them back? It's the State Department. Did you send them, Did back? You send them back? You're the one that works in Congress. Oh, my gosh. You get it You done. hung them on your, your, your curtains. I, they your were curtains. there before I even showed up at the residence. You here's, are scrapping. So there you go. It, that, that was about – that was what it was like. I mean you've heard the other cut of like just them talking over each other. It was a little bit like that. But I have to say this, and this might be an unpopular position – 
I thought some of the questions were genuinely good. There was a question to Pence about Obamacare that I don't know if we have it on our cut list here. Um, Pence didn't answer it, but it's a good question. It says, like, you guys have been talking about, you guys have been talking about Obamacare and repealing it. What are you going to do about it? That, you know, it was a good question. And the very first question that was asked, uh, that was asked, um, oh, it's cut. So here, go, go play the Obamacare question. Vice President Pence, just last month, Vice President Pence, you said if elected, you would repeal all Obamacare mandates. However, you also made that same promise in 2016. And at that time... Trump Pence had congressional majorities for at least the first two years, and you did not deliver on that promise. So Obamacare, right now, it is more popular than ever. Why should Americans trust you if you become president to fix that, or is Obamacare here to stay? So he didn't answer the question, and and to her credit, to whatever that host's name was, it, it escapes me. She went back to him and said, how come you didn't answer it? And he didn't answer it a second time. Either. That was a good question. But the very first question, which is cut seven, was was about the the strike. But more importantly, it was about a subject that you don't hear often mentioned on um, on Fox News. And this is the question and the answer from Pence, because I think we learned a little bit from both. Together, the CEOs of General Motors, Ford and Stellantis make 336 times the number of rank and the uh, member number of rank and file workers that's just part of a, walk, a wider income inequality trend in the country the richest one percent now controls one-fifth of all income vice president pence last week you said you side with american workers but you also support how these companies operate which is it well, thank you for the question. I want to thank uh, Univision and Fox Business for assembling such a wonderful forum. Look, I do disagree with something Tim Scott just said. Joe Biden doesn't belong on a picket line. He belongs on the unemployment line. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm, I'm from the second leading manufacturing state in the country per capita. I was governor of the state of Indiana. We brought 12,000 factories back to America during our administration. I, I know something about manufacturing. And I got to tell you, while, uh, while the union bosses are talking about class warfare and talking about disparity in wages, I, I have to tell you, I really believe what's driving that is Bidenomics has failed. Wages are not keeping up with inflation. Auto workers and all American workers are feeling it. Families are struggling in this economy. And Joe Biden's Green New Deal agenda is good for Beijing and bad for Detroit. We ought to repeal the Green New Deal. Yeah, I mean, that's a great answer, except for one problem. The Green New Deal never passed, you knucklehead. He never passed. That's so, I don't know how you're going to repeal it. But an interesting thing about that that question, you know, when, when Dana Perino asked about, no, it wasn't Dana Perino in that case. It was the other guy, uh, Stuart Varney, asked about income inequality. I don't understand why Republicans don't say, yeah, this is a problem. I want the middle class and those struggling to make it into the middle class t- to make more. Why? I don't understand why Republicans just don't say that that's one thing. You know, we're a show called The Middle. I think everyone can agree on that. Concentration of wealth of the, of the very top is not good. We want everyone to benefit. So um, I thought that was revealing. I mean, overall, look, it was a JV. It was a JV debate. I predicted that people would go after Nikki Haley, and they kind of did. Um, 
I didn't think it was a terribly interesting debate, but like I said, there was some, were, there were a couple of good questions, a couple of revealing times that that people said things that were interesting. Um, in legal news this week, uh, this guy called Scott Hall, one of the people indicted in the Georgia case, you probably read, he flipped, he pled guilty. This is the part of the case that involves in breaking into the Board of Elections in Coffee County, Georgia, and hacking into the voting machines which is, of course, not allowed. And it's interesting. That's what some of the crazies online accuse the Democrats have done. This is someone who now pled guilty to have done that. What's interesting about this is that I think I said this when the indictments first came down. Not all 19 are going to stand trial. Some of them are going to plead guilty and testify against the others. This guy probably will. He doesn't have anything to say that would directly tie, I don't think, into um, – into Donald Trump, but if you're Sidney Powell, if you're someone who's involved in that part of the conspiracy, yeah, you, you've you've got some problem now. And also in the realm of legal challenges, is um, Donald Trump is guilty of fraud in a civil lawsuit. We found that out last week. There's going to be a trial next week to find out. Starting next week, he's probably going to come in for it. I think you heard, heard Noam say that at the top of the hour to find out. Basically, the penalty is kind of like the penalty phase. Now, what are they going to do? How are they going? Like, how much are they going to disgorge? And he's Donald Trump's probably used to this. You know, he's guilty of fraud when he was found to have taken money from a charity. He pled guilty to that and played a two million dollar penalty, and is now prohibited from being part of any charity in New York for life. He was guilty of defrauding students at Trump University and had to pay a twenty five million dollar fine for that. In this case, we don't know what the penalty will be. That that part, as I said, that starts on Monday. But we already know that he committed fraud. That was the ruling. Um, and to kind of summarize the case a little bit, because this is kind of the first big one that came down. One of the reasons we expanded the show is there's so much happening in the courtrooms. Is he lied about being rich and got caught and now he's in trouble for it. Um, and you are not allowed to lie to banks and insurance companies to get loans and insurance policies. Your Trump isn't allowed to do it. And really nobody is allowed to do it. And unfortunately, that's that's the story. And a lot of people have been howling about how a judge decided what Trump properties are valued at and how Trump said something else. That's not really what the case – it's not really what the case was about. Um, it was about something a little bit deeper than that. I'll explain a little bit and then we're also going to talk a little bit uh, later in the show. Uh, we're going to talk about the impeachment hearings, which I don't want to skip over that because we want to get to that. Um, but we're going to talk mo- – uh, to, to begin with, we're going to talk a little bit more about this Trump case so I can explain it a little bit for you. 800-848-WABC, 800 when we come back from the break, this is Anthony Weiner. It's the middle. It's so great to have you along on this still cloudy Saturday afternoon. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt. Causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. 
Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Finding new ways to make change. Reaching across the aisle to work with both sides. Before all this happened, Anthony Weir, he was fantastic. That guy could have been the president. This is The Middle with Anthony Weiner. But Weiner may be my greatest challenge yet. He has gone toe-to-toe with many pundits before me. On WABC. Welcome back to The Middle. That's Taylor Swift. She is going to be our artist in residence today. Be- because apparently I'm cool now. <laughs> I've got to catch up with this Taylor Swift phenomenon. She does seem cool. I, she's now getting hammered by the right-wingers because apparently Travis Kelsey got a got an anti-vax shot, and so she's a bad guy, but it's um, we'll be featuring her music We got this edict that I've got to start using music that's in our library. So whatever songs we had for Taylor Swift, we got to use. And when I passed them along and said, are these the best Taylor Swift songs? It came back, no, they're not. But you'll you'll get the idea. It's music and it's it's talk. Speaking about the talk side of it, um, Sunday on the Cats Roundtable, which is on from 9 to 10, the 42nd president of the United States, Bill Clinton, is going to join John. An exclusive interview, and you got you to gotta hear it, man. I mean, I have some experience. Bill Clinton officiated at my wedding to Huma. He and I have had a lot of long conversations. You know, he is someone who really does have an interesting take on this moment. This moment, I remember I four or five months ago, I did a whole episode on the middle of Bill Clinton as kind of our poster child on the middle, not someone who is beloved by the left or the right, 
but someone who dealt with similar kind of economic turbulence and they got some stuff done. And so uh, be sure to tune in for that. It's Sunday on the Cats Roundtable from 9 to 10. So when we left before the break, I was kind of introducing the legal news against Donald Trump. This is the first real case that's kind of coming up in all of the ones. It's a civil case. It's not a criminal case. And I said that like people have been you know, howling, you know, how does a judge know what Donald Trump's properties are worth? It's not really what the judge said. In reality, it was Trump who said a lot of stuff that was either factually wrong or he himself disagreed with himself. So what are some examples of that? So in this case, one of the pieces of evidence that was not contested was that Donald Trump has a triplex in Trump Tower. And it's 10,996 square feet. It's a big apartment. It's bigger than my apartment. And we know how big an apartment is because you can measure it. You can actually even go on to publicly accessible building plans and you can actually do the calculations yourself. And it's not – it is not some weird-shaped apartment. It's, you know, it's a triplex. It's, it's three floors. But he submitted financials when applying for loans and insurance, um, but basically loans and financing, saying that it was 30,000 square feet. So that's not the judge saying that he he made something up or that he exaggerated. That's a fact. We know we can measure something and see that it, that he didn't. And like Mar-a-Lago, like people are like all about the Mar-a-Lago. So Palm Beach County has appraisers. Wherever you pay taxes on property, the local county or town or city appraises the properties. And you can always contest it if you want. They're like it's it's got certiorari, I think. So Palm Beach County as late as 2021, assessed, uh, appraised Mar-a-Lago at 18 to $27.6 million. It's a nice, nice spread. Nice job. Donald Trump argued that was too high. He thought it was closer to 15. But when he valued it for the banks and filled out documents and submitted them, he said it was worth, wait for it, $612 million, which would have made it, I think, the second most most valuable property in the history of the United States. So what is Trump's defense? Like, how do you even defend yourself from that? Well, one, he says, OK, assessments, no, they're not perfect. And he's right. I agree. I think that's fair. But the judge made a good point in his ruling. He says, yeah, B, you can be off by measurement of 10 to 20 percent, but you are off. 200% in Trump Tower and 2,300% in Mar-a-Lago. So when people say, oh, it's well, this judge, he's out to get him. No, it's basically taking the words that Donald Trump filed on these documents. So the second thing they said is that there is something called a worthless clause on it. And that is at the bottom, it's the accounting firm wrote that, that kind of this disclaimer that's in the fine print that says – that they're not responsible for the preparation. Uh, uh, the, the pro- is that is that the, the disclaimer says that that the, the that these statements have not been audited. The problem is that it was Trump who then signed and says that he's responsible for the preparation, and fair representation of this of the document. Like that worthless clause doesn't mean you can commit fraud. And finally, he says, and this one I sounded pretty persuasive to me until I I looked it up. He says there's no victim here. Everyone got paid back. There's no bank or insurance company that's suing Trump. So what is what's the problem? 
By the way, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Well, the problem is that under the law of New York State, and I've, I checked this, it's like just every other state basically, you can't lie on these forms whether you get caught or not. It's still illegal to lie. And you can't benefit, and he benefited. He got lower rates on insurance or more money he can borrow. If you lie, it's a fraud. And business people have to know the law. Like you're a lawyer. you you got to know. You can't sign something that says something that's not true. And this whole like, well, if anyone else did it, they would, you know, whatever it is. Well, actually, hold on. Let me say, I do kind of agree with that. You know, it's this argument that he would not be prosecuted if his name were not Trump. And there is some truth to that, you know. I got to admit it. There's this expression, the higher the monkey climbs, the more you can see his ass. Well, when you run for office, you invite people to take a hard look at you. And when you run for office on a platform of being a successful businessman, you invite people to look at your businesses. And when you say you're going to release your taxes and then you don't, you invite questions about why. What are you hiding? And when you have over a dozen bankruptcies and hundreds of small businesses that you stiffed over the years, you invite people who know things about you to talk to reporters. The higher the monkey climbs, the more you can see his ass. And when your name is Trump or Anthony Weiner or Hunter Biden, you better put on your big boy pants because you're going to have more scrutiny. You know, so so what now? Well, now there's going to be a trial about how much basically, I mean, this is not the word for it. It's called disgorgement. But how much to fine Trump and what the penalty should be? Basically, how much he has to give back, you know, as punishment, basically. And Trump has been railing about the judge and so have some hosts around here railing about the judge and the location of the trial. First, I want to make something clear that I don't know if it's been made clear on the air here. That um, Trump chose a bench trial with this judge. He didn't choose the judge, but he chose a bench trial. He could have had a jury. And yet he says, I can't get a fair trial in New York because, you know, nobody likes me there. It's a democratic state. And I just want to ask you, my listeners. What exactly is he saying? That he's not subject to the laws where his company do, does business and where he lives? That he doesn't like the judge because the judge was elected in a Democratic town as a Democrat. And he doesn't like the appellate court or the citizens for a jury because New, York, New Yorkers don't like him. Therefore, what does he propose? If you don't want to be subject to the laws of a state, don't live or do business in the state. But what other option is there? And this goes for the other trials as well. Is he literally saying and are his supporters literally saying that anywhere that there's a that Democrats uh, um, that is majority Democrat, he's above the law. He doesn't get prosecuted by anybody because if he's saying you can't do it in a bench trial in front of a judge that, by the way, goes to a court of appeals. And he says you can't do it in front of a jury, then where? Do you feed all the information into AI and let them decide? It's not the way this works. So this is serious. And I'm going to try in the course of the show to kind of keep you up to date on the various legal things. And there's a lot going on. And But this one, 
is up now. He's going to come into town on Monday and he's he can stand trial. He can I mean, he can testify now. It's a civil trial. It's not a criminal trial. So he can take a Fifth Amendment. By the way, I'm not a lawyer. Just want to put that out there. He can plead the fifth. Basically, I don't want to testify in this trial. But unlike in a criminal trial where you can presume nothing, you can draw no inference from him not wanting to testify. The judge can infer that he has something to hide in a civil case. So it'll be interesting to see what that means. And it probably means just like he's banned from having from being participating in a charity here because he's committed fraud there. And he's probably not going to be opening up any more Trump universities because he committed fraud there. And like he's had a lot of bankruptcies, I think over a dozen bankruptcies, um, his experience in the courts isn't so great. That doesn't mean he can't beat these things. And But he's already been found basically guilty of fraud. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We're going to go to a break. and we come back, we have some, some calls. At the top of the hour, I am going to do impeachment and Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, the Joe Biden impeachment. Um, uh, so if you're calling about that, you got to stand by. But if you're calling about anything else or you want to talk about this trial, please do. Or if you're just Rick, who called even before I was on the air to say that I was a liar and a coward. How does he know? I guess that's based on history. So I'll even let Rick get in here. It's Anthony Weiner. It's the middle. We'll see you on the other side of the break. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. It's the middle with Anthony Weiner on WABC. I know Anthony Weiner for a long time. He was a really bad guy. Taking a step back to look at things with a new perspective. Anthony Weiner, um, I'm not a big fan. It's the middle with Anthony Weiner. Welcome back to the middle. I'm Anthony Weiner. That's Taylor Swift. Talking about the latest in the in the legal travails of Donald Trump, and we have here the beautiful 77 WABC studios. We have televisions with, with no sound. It looks like what is happening in front of us right now is that the Democrats are giving a yes vote to the Republican proposal to to do this 
um, what's called a clean CR, meaning additional 45 days. And they're doing it via a part of the rules called the suspension calendar, which means you need two-thirds vote. And it looks like the Democrats are giving them that vote. So there's no border protection stuff in there. And there's no Ukraine money in there. But it looks like the they're going around the Republican hardliners. Now, what's interesting about this is that since they're doing it this way, they're essentially passing the CR with Democratic help. And the Republicans are not doing it themselves. So there's 61 now, no votes on the Republican side. This is the technique that um, – Gates of Florida said would trigger a motion to remove the speaker. They basically said that if you go around us and you don't try to pass pass a um, – to keep the budget, the, the government funded with us and you use Democrat votes instead, we were going to throw your, your butt out the door. Now, the, as I mentioned when they, we were first doing this at the beginning of the year, the rule now stands that – any single person, any single member of the House of Representatives can bring a, a privileged motion to the floor to vacate the speakership. Now, once that happens, um, the Gateses of the world and the hardliners of the world have to then pick someone else. And, you know, remember, we had 15 votes or whatever it was. So that's where it stands today. So let's hop on the, the, the calls. As this becomes more clear, I will report it to you. Um, but, I, I, you know, I have to – I wonder if I should change the name of this, this episode. i got to ask Kevin whether I should change this. Right now it's going to be called a special, not surprising government shutdown edition. You might have to change the name of it. These guys are surprising me. First, let's go to Dave in Brooklyn. Hey, Dave, welcome aboard. Hey, Anthony. You know, I was listening to your opening soliloquy about the Trump civil, civil case, and I think you really distorted the facts. You know, in 99.9% of all civil fraud cases – it's the plaintiff, the injured party, who brings the lawsuit. There is no injured party. The banks have not joined in this lawsuit. Why? Because they don't believe there was fraud. They weren't injured. They got their, all their money back. Well, but wait a minute. So you, so that means to me, in your view, that if a bank decides that we don't want to go through the process, that the attorney general, whose very job description, you know, people think the attorney general in New York does criminal cases. She really doesn't. She does civil cases by and large. I mean, if they found out that their fraud was committed, what, what, you were defrauded. I mean, you're an honest American who fills out these forms lawfully and who gets loans and who gets insurance policies built on honest appraisals. It's still against the law to commit fraud. Market value is through a sale. These appraisals are all subjective. They are, but are they subjective at 1,300% off when you've previously testified that you know a different number? For example, you take the square foot of the Trump apartment. He's probably using common areas, common areas that are only subjective no. to his use. Nope, 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 no. They, 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 they already they, – listen, his, his own lawyers are not even contesting that they had the size wrong. They said it was an estimate. When, by the way, they didn't need to have an estimate. It's 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 a known fact what it is. He they've gone through appraisals down in Mar-a-Lago. They've gone on record as saying what they think the appraisal should be. By the way, the lawyers are being sanctioned in this case because they're saying stuff that that I mean they they even they aren't alleging that. I mean I get it, Dave. I I mean this the 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 point of this that I was trying to and I appreciate you calling, Dave. 
The point I was trying to make is there's no doubt about it that Donald Trump is a target because he's a high-profile guy who's a candidate who said he was going to reveal his taxes and then didn't, who has lots of people inside his organization that are talking about everything else. That's true. But that doesn't mean what he did is not true. You know what's funny? Here's the, here's the common through line of people who defend Donald Trump is they never say that he didn't do it. They say that he's being singled out or he's – you know, it's unfair or the judge did this. I always start from the, from the question when I talk about these things is, well, if he did what he's alleged to have doing, to have done, he should be punished. I mean there, you just can't do it. But in terms of, of you made an estimate wrong by 1,300 percent. As the judge said, that argument doesn't hold water. He says if you got it off by 20 percent, there wouldn't even be a case here. All right, let's get a Rick and Elmwood. Rick was so fired up. Rick, you were on the board even before I picked up the microphone. How are you today, Rick? I'm doing okay, Anthony. Thanks for taking my call. It's about our phone call last weekend. You took my call, you told three lies, and then you cut my microphone. That's why I called you a liar and a coward. All right, go ahead. I'll hear you out. The first lie, I'll give you all three lies. The first lie was that global warming is destroying the planet. Warming is a good thing. Global cooling is a bad thing. And the planet isn't warming. Hasn't been warming since 2016. Temperatures have been falling since 2016. So there is. What was the hottest year on record? All right, I'm not going to cut you off, but what was the hottest year on record in history? 2016. 2022. Recorded by the satellite. 2022. Temperatures and satellites. Rick. All right, Rick. So I am a liar, and so is and so is scientific consensus. And any Google search you want to do, hottest year on record, just go do it. All right. What else? What are the other lies I told? Number two was that you do better than the first one. The market has decided that EVs are the future. That's not true. EVs are being forced on us. How? You want the third lie? No, no, no. How is how is an EV being forced on you? They're being forced on us. They're taking away our fossil fuels. They're making gas more expensive. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How how is an EV? Don't change. Rick, if you're going to accuse me of lying, don't change the subject in the middle. I didn't say that. How are EVs being forced on you? They're they're being forced on us. Rick, you have one? By bit. Bit by bit, the combustion engine is going to be outlawed. Completely. All right, so that's not a – so saying if you're making – hold on, Rick. You're making a prediction. I made a different prediction. So we don't know. That's not a lie. Just you have a, you have a different – oh, Rick, you are not bringing it today, pal. You come up with two things. First one, I'm right about. The second one, I didn't say is a fact. I said is – we're, we're both all saying I know for a fact I can go get a, a combustion car right now. I know that as a fact. So that's two things you said are a lie. Rick, you better come with a big third one. Go check the satellite data. Hadcrut, UAH, RSS, NASA best. All right. They Rick, all Rick I am so – let. thank you for calling. I am so disappointed. I thought Rick was going to bring some, like, stuff there. He's saying that there isn't global warming. Um, let's, let's go to uh, – what do we have here? Um, let's go to uh, Teddy and Yonkers. Hey, Teddy, thank you for calling. Uh, hi, Anthony. Anthony, it's a pleasure listening to you, and it's an even bigger pleasure talking to you. I appreciate it. And, Anthony, I would vote for you for any government position that you decide to run for. And uh, I was speaking, I think you're great, and you're super intelligent, and you're objective. And the thing that bothers me, Anthony, just give me a, a time to make this point. The thing that bothers me when 
most of the hosts that are on ABC are all Republican right-wingers. And the language that they use, and I'm not going to even give you an example of who I'm talking about, the, the pejoratives that they use. And one of them, oh, months ago, just when you would decide to come on, be a, a host on the station, used a derogatory word about you, okay? And I tried to get through, but he doesn't take calls in the morning, okay? But, Anthony, let's get back to the issues. The government shutdown, would you just explain to me, because this was the key, would Democrats help McCarthy? Is this part of the Democrats helping McCarthy? And if they do, will we avoid a shutdown, Anthony? Well, it it, it it's a good question. Thank you for the kind words. And as far as, by the way, Sid has been very generous with me in the morning. So I, 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 I disagree with you. I mean, a, a lot of people, not only within the station, but all over the city, when John and Margo and Chad said, I'm going to take a chance on having Anthony Weiner on the radio, took a lot of flack for it. And I give them all credit for, 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 for doing that. But um, no, it isn't so much that the Democrats who had made a strategic decision to help out McCarthy. A straight, clean CR is the least controversial way to go. But the 10 or 12 or 20 kind of hardline crazies in the, in the House – said that they considered that a sin to do that and that McCarthy McCarthy would be violating their oath to him to do it that way. A straight CR is perfectly reasonable. If I was in the House, I would have voted for it. Like basically continue as is. Now, there are some things that I think that people wanted to have in it. Some people wanted some border security things in it. Some people wanted Ukraine money in it. I don't understand how the Republican Party became the anti-Ukraine party, but it is what it is. When we get back from the break, we'll talk a little bit more about this. You know, there was a, a reference made by Teddy, and I really do appreciate Teddy's call, Teddy, about like some of the language that gets used. I'm going to play you something that Donald Trump said yesterday that even by the standards of Donald Trump was over the top. And then at the top of the hour, there were impeachment hearings for a United States president in the House of Representatives this week. That is historic. We shouldn't take that kind of thing lightly. And I'm going to do a little recap of what we heard there. It's Anthony Weiner. It's the middle. It's so great to have you along. I am sure it's going to get sunnier every day from here. to make change, reaching across the aisle to work with both sides. Before all this happened, Anthony Weir, he was fantastic. That guy could have been the president. This is The Middle with Anthony Weiner. But Weiner may be my greatest challenge yet. He has gone toe-to-toe with many pundits before me. On WABC.
And welcome back to The Middle. I'm Anthony Weiner. That's Taylor Swift. We're featuring the music of Taylor Swift in honor of... It's a little bit of a stretch. In honor of her having to sit through a Jets game tomorrow. Jets play the Kansas City Chiefs. Her boyfriend, Kelsey... Kelsey... Travis Kel... What the heck is his name? Travis Kelsey. Is either one of those an actual... Isn't Kelsey also a first name? I wonder if there's a... But you could conceivably have a Kelsey Kelsey. Uh, anyway, I'm being silly. So we, we, uh, uh, we got a call just before the break that reminded me of something I heard Donald Trump say. And I don't want to spend the whole hour. Well, it's too late. I'm going to spend the whole hour on Donald Trump, apparently. Um, at, the top of the, we're, at the top of the hour, we're going to talk about Joe Biden. So there. He's, getting impe- he's being impeached. Call it whatever you will. It's an impeachment hearing. And we're going to do a little rundown of that and take some calls on that if you want to talk about it. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. At 4 o'clock, Curtis is going to come in. If he raises one peep about Eric Adams didn't hold enough press conferences during the rainstorm, it was eight inches of rain. You know how much that would be? I think it's eight feet. Let's look that up. I think it's eight feet of snow. You're blamed, Eric Adams. Come on, settle down. Anyway, uh, he's going to be at at 4 o'clock. So if he wants to bring that silliness, he can bring it. Um, But I heard Donald Trump gave a speech in California. It is chock full of just bizarro, crazy things that he said. And for all the criticisms of Joe Biden, and they're legitimate. Joe Biden says some wacky off-the-wall things too. He doesn't say nasty things. He gets things wrong, but he doesn't say nasty things. Listen to what uh, Donald Trump said yesterday in California. And we'll stand up to crazy Nancy Pelosi who ruined San Francisco. How's her husband doing, by the way? Anybody know? And she's against building a wall at our border, even though she has a wall around her house, which obviously didn't do a very good job. So what's more disgusting? Making fun of an 83-year-old guy that got hit in the head with a hammer because some magna freak show listened to, the, listened to his president and attacked him in his house? Is that the most disgusting thing about that, that he's making fun of that? Or is the most disgusting thing that his supporters are laughing at it? I mean, come on, show a little. Uh, do you have any decency in your bones? Any? And I still haven't heard people come on the air like Greg Kelly with his crazy theories at the time, conspiracy theories, crazy, insane, insane stories. The man was attacked by a supporter of Donald Trump because Donald Trump basically says things like, you know, the guy was there looking for Nancy Pelosi. And he makes fun of this guy being hit on the head with a hammer, an 83-year-old man. And his supporters think it's so funny. Oh, you're so funny, Mr. Trump. No, it's disgusting. I mean, show a little decency, just a little bit. All right, let's go to Raul in the Bronx. Hey, Raul, how are you? Anthony, thank you for the call. Um, I just wanted to touch on on Donald Trump possibly losing all his businesses here in New York. A lot of people are not considering the fact there's going to be a lot of people of color, minority people, that the council and the mayor and others say they support, they're going to lose their jobs. No, they're going to get a better boss. Not necessarily. They're going to lose their business. They're going to lose their job. I don't. I mean, that look. I, I, for Raul, I shouldn't joke about that. That's that's a legitimate point when a business when a business goes out of. But what's going to happen is that 
it's either going to be run by the court, by a court-appointed referee, or he's going to have to disgorge you. He's going to have to sell his buildings. And from what I've heard and what all of – you know, what, what I the, – the way he treats his employees and the way he treats his contractors is not anything that's so great. Maybe those people wind up doing better. But yeah, but that doesn't mean that when someone violates the law that a business does something wrong or an individual does something wrong that they should not be held accountable. Yes, there are knock-on effects, and that's true when someone gets sent to prison as well. There are knock-on effects there. People who did nothing wrong wind up paying the price. I mean, the bottom line here is 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 all these different answers around it, except the one that's the most obvious. Don't do fraud. <laughs> so when we come back at the top of the hour... We're going to pick up a little bit on the impeachment hearings this week. Serious stuff when you impeach a president. Joe Biden is being impeached by the House of Representatives. We'll take more of your calls. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And we're coming back right after the break. Taylor Swift bringing you out for hour two of the middle. It's so great to have you along. I know Anthony Weiner for a long time. He was a really bad guy. Taking a step back to look at things with a new perspective. Anthony Weiner, um, I'm not a big fan. It's The Middle with Anthony Weiner. It feels like a perfect night to dress up like hipsters and make fun of our exes. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Like a perfect night for breakfast at midnight to fall in love with strangers. Ah 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 ah. Yeah, we're happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. It's miserable and magical. Oh yeah. Tonight's the night when we forget about the deadlines. It's And welcome back to the middle. That's Taylor Swift. She is our music this week. It is pretty good. I got to admit, there's more. There's more Taylor Swift than I've listened to maybe in my life. Um, she is dating Travis Kelsey, who is playing for the Kansas City Chiefs, who is playing my New York Jets. So she and I have something in common: a few degrees of separation. Eight hundred eight four WABC eight hundred eight four nine two two two. Four o'clock. Curtis comes in. He just texted me that I'm wrong. So that. I'm, that could be it could be about anything. Um, the board is a little bit full of people really upset with me. I'm I'm convinced. Look, last week I was in a really I was in a little testy, a little bit of a testy mood. I got a few calls and texts and things saying what was in my coffee last week. Um, and I I have said this before. This is our 79th episode. I think it is. I've said this before. I am buffeted from two different pieces of advice I get from people about the show. On one hand, people say people want calm, middle, balanced, whatever. On the other hand, people say 
let Wiener be Wiener. Like do what they think. I I know I, I don't like yelling and I don't like getting all worked up. But it is whatever. I don't know. It's, people think it's good radio. Curtis is in the second game. Says it's good radio. And sometimes I get let those kind of earworms get into me, and I kind of do too much of one or the other. Um, I guess the best thing I should do is just be true to myself. So let me talk a little bit about the other big news of the week. And like I said, there has been a lot of big news this week. And I know some of my friends on the left are like, oh, this Hunter Biden thing is out of control. And there's an... But whatever it is, when you start to do impeachment, it's a serious, serious thing. And so I just want to remind everyone that the hearings this week were theoretically not about Hunter Biden. We have had plenty of Hunter Biden hearings. It was supposed to be about Joe Biden and whether or not he committed high crimes and misdemeanors. And witnesses and members of the committee found themselves saying if a lot, if he did this or if he did that then. And if there was evidence of this or if there were facts that showed that. As a matter of fact, one of the witnesses started adding up the number of times that either people on who were testifying or members of Congress used the word if when describing all of this. If they find something, they will let us know. That's the bottom line. The witnesses themselves, these were called by the Republicans. And, you know, I was trying to look for a cut that you might not have heard, but one that kind of has a balanced presentation of, what folks were saying. And so this is a fairly long cut. It's Ro Khanna of California, and it's Jonathan Turley. I've mentioned his name on this show before. You've probably seen him. He's a law professor at George Washington University, very liberal guy when liberals were running Washington. Now he's conservative. He's just pandering to whoever. He's a Fox News contributor, but he's a, you know, he was one of their witnesses. And listen to this exchange. It's about a minute and a half. Explain the timing then of the August 6th WhatsApp message. No, Why this is, this is the wrong evidence? one. This is the wrong one. Um, we need the one on our list that is, I think that one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope, 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 nope. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll try, to, try to catch up. It is, uh, uh, it is the one that's fourth on my list here. The one that on my list here, I'm sorry, Ava, if I haven't made this clear enough for you. Kenneth. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. Let's let's just pull up. Let's just not because I don't want to ruin that. That one I don't I definitely don't want to use because that's the one. No, no. I'm sorry. Fourth on this. (laughs) This is terrible radio. Fourth on my email here. Is the Rokan. Basically what it comes down to and I'll I'll try to describe it. And if you find it, Ava, it's it's the it's the longer one. It's kind of important for this conversation, so let's try to get it. It's the one that goes about a minute and 15 seconds. It's, it's from uh, Ro Khanna. All right. So it's basically Ro Khanna saying he's a lawyer, and so he's asking Jonathan Turley. He's saying, you don't believe that there's enough here and, and to, to do impeachment. And this is how Turley answers. Let me ask you this. You also said that I do not believe that the current evidence would support articles of impeachment. And I want to be careful because you've said it, you think it it supports an inquiry, but not the articles of impeachment themselves. I want to be precise in what you've said. 
Can you explain uh, to the committee and the country why you believe that the current evidence does not support the articles of impeachment today? Well, at the moment, these are allegations, and there are, there is some credible evidence there that is the basis of the allegations. But I, I understand that, and I'm not questioning that. I'm, I'm questioning what you, you don't think today, if you were going to vote, if this was the case, you would vote no, correct? On this evidence, certainly, because the inquiry... Okay, and, yeah. and my question is, if someone said to you, okay, Mr. Turley, why are you voting not to impeach President Biden based on this evidence? Where do you think the evidence is lacking? Where, where does it not rise to, to the level where you think uh, it needs to be? What are the places that you think is, is missing? Well, I said in my testimony that the key here that the committee has to drill down on is whether they can establish a linkage uh, with the influence peddling, which is a form of corruption, and the president, whether he had knowledge, whether he participated, whether he encouraged it. We simply don't know. And we don't even know if this was an illusion or not. So that, I think, is a, a, a fair, and you can call and say it's not, 800 was a fair summary of what the witnesses were saying, which is there's nothing there that is impeachable yet, but if we learn more, it might be. And that is the Republican witness. That's Jonathan Turley. He was called by Comer. And by the way, Comer, guys, if you believe, if you're like big supporters of Republicans and you want, you think this is the, the key to to winning the White House and whatever it is. I mean, I disagree, but if you do, you got to get a better chairman. You can't have your first impeachment hearing and your first witness is saying, is saying, um, um, uh, uh, saying, I mean, and it's not just me that was saying, it's not just me that was saying this. Go to cut one. All right. Uh, for the better part of six hours, uh, I have been following these hearings, save an hour off to do my Fox Business show earlier today. Uh, I don't know what was achieved over these last six-plus hours. Welcome, everybody. I'm Neil Cavuto. I want to put in perspective here, though, and we are going to legally go through all the details, but uh, James Comer, the Oversight Committee chairman, had said that there would be presented a mountain of evidence against Mr. Biden. It was referring to President Biden. But none of the expert witnesses today presented yet any, any proof for impeachment. And that's that's Neil Cavuto. That's the Fox News coverage of it. And they're onto this thing with both boots. Look, if you're one of those people and you're confused about this, like you really have an open mind, and you're trying to figure out what's going on, and you keep hearing about they have evidence of this, evidence of that, but it doesn't seem like they have. You're getting people like Neil Cavuto saying words like that, and people like Jonathan Turley saying there's nothing to be nothing impeachable here. Is there's a reason? As Republicans in the House, not all of them, but a lot of them keep saying things or evidence that are not evidence, that are just things. It happens every day on Fox News and for months and months and thousands of documents and bank records and emails and text messages. You've got an enormous amount about Hunter, but not of Joe. And by the way, that's the argument I've been making forever. <coughs> that this is unseemly. It's influence peddling. It's insider dealing, whatever it is. And that Hunter was doing it smells bad. He didn't pay his taxes a couple of years. He didn't get a, ta- a gun permit, whatever it is. But there's no Joe in any of this. That is, that is high crimes or misdemeanors. The best they can come up with, oh, he lied about not knowing something because he got on the phone with someone. But there's no link yet. And there's a lot of if, 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 if. And this happens every week. So just this week on Wednesday, the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee held a press conference again 
because they had just gotten more new documents from the IRS and they were going to reveal it. Smoking guns, he promised. And what did he deliver? He delivered a WhatsApp message that refers to the Biden brand. This is Hunter Biden. There's only one problem. And listen to the exchange at that press conference. Explain the timing then of the August 6th WhatsApp message. Why is that evidence of some wrongdoing? I'm not an expert on the timeline. I would love to have um, President Biden and his family to tell us about all the timelines because it's really, really uh, unfortunate that we see so many meetings and so many phone calls uh, that involved uh, around official activity that the vice president has been participating in and then big sums of money follows later. But if he's not the president or the vice president at that time, where where's the wrongdoing? He wasn't even a candidate for president at that time. He was a candidate. In, on, in August 6th of so 2017? Apparently, uh, apparently, what source are you with? I'm with NBC. So apparently you'll never believe us. I'm not saying um, I don't believe you. I'm that, asking you for, I'm asking you a very direct question. You presented a piece of evidence that you say came on August 6th, 2017, that demonstrates that Joe Biden was using political influence to help his son. If which, he wasn't a political figure at that time, the first WhatsApp message you put up, where, the, where you talk about the brand, and I'm not, I, I'm here, I'm, my, my, I'm completely open-minded about this. I'm asking you specifically, how does that demonstrate that there's some sort of political influence being put over him if at that time he is not a political, he's not an elected official? I'm definitely not going to pinpoint one item. I think we've outlined. You presented it. You're, it numerous. was your first thing that you brought up. So apparently you don't agree with it. So it's not that, that I don't agree with it. I'm with asking it. you to explain it. I'll take the next question. So there, and that's typical. Things like that, like they present a WhatsApp message, hold a press conference. It's the first thing they roll out. And it's a WhatsApp message from 2017 when he's not even in office. It's the Trump administration's in office. Where they talk and the best, by the way, the best they got is that they talk about the the Biden brand, protecting the Biden brand. So when people yell and scream, there's evidence, 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 evidence. There's not. There's a lot of stuff. But there's nothing that connects Joe Biden to any of this, and there's thousands and thousands of documents that have been out there so far. So the whole hearing was like that. Democrats kind of saying, what do you got? The, the witnesses, all the witnesses were asked one by one, do you think there's enough here to impeach? And they all said no. And these are the Republican witnesses. And then they went on to say, but if this is found or if that is found, there's no smoking, there's no gun, there's nothing. And so is this is this succeeding? I don't know. Now, there's a connection between this and the government shutdown that just got averted. It's not technically averted. It's, you know, still the Senate has to pass the thing, but basically the – and that is the only reason that, that, that McCarthy raced ahead to set up – to have this committee hearing was because the hardline – he thought he'd get the hardliners to help him continue to keep the government running, and that obviously didn't work. But there was one highlight. I have a new – Superstar member of Congress who has now emerged, someone who takes his job seriously, someone who comes to the committee hearing well lubricated. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Chuck Edwards of North Carolina. Kenneth uh, Rocket uh, Rocky Chef 
is a uh, Kazakhstani oligarch who was a director at Kazakhstan's state-owned oil company. Importantly, Rakeshev maintains ties to Karim Mazamov. But he's an ugly, he's an ugly, he's an ugly agark. Hands off my, he's he's an ugly That was Chuck Edwards of North Carolina. By the way, go Google him. I mean, seriously, take a look. Everything you imagine he looks like, he he does. Can I hear the, can I just, just up to ugly agark one more time. Kenneth Rakishev is a Kazakhstani oligarch who was a director at Kazakhstan's state-owned... Kazakhstani I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I love that. I'm now following him on Twitter... I'm, I, he is not, he, I am going fi- to, I, whenever that guy stands up and speaks, I'm going to get an alert from his office. I, I hope to maybe even do it, go to town, I'm going to go to North Carolina, go to one of his town hall meetings. Love this dude. Anyway, it was not, it was not a, a I mean, it was an, the hearing was always long. I mean, I hung in there for a lot of it. Because I have to admit, I am a little bit like many people who are there like, okay, they must have something. Sooner or later, they must have something. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. If you'd like to talk about the impeachment hearings, remember, I'm not going to, I mean, I'll do a Hunter if you want, but it's really, it's supposed to be about Joe Biden. Did he commit high crimes and misdemeanors? And 35 times witnesses and members of the committee said if something emerges, then they'll think yes, but right now they don't think it. And I kind of don't think that they did. They did either. But let's go to Chris in Pompton Lakes. Hey, Chris, thank you for joining us. Hey, Anthony, how are you? I'm well, thanks. All right, so I got a couple of things. Just don't cut me off. One, if our president's compromised, one, you want to know? Compromised? In what way? Yes. Uh, basically putting China first over this country. And then the other thing. Or, is- or well, what about putting, putting Putin first, saying that they, they, if the president said to you, if your president said, just hypothetically, I trust Putin more than I trust my own intelligence officials. What would you think? Okay, what he said and what he did. Did he do anything to help Russia at all? Totally. All right, but let me ask you he this. Do, he, he single-handedly right, so tried thing. to undermine NATO. Of course he did. That's your guy. I don't know if I'm muted, but... No, you're not. Can I? Okay. They found over $30 million that the Bidens got throughout his family. Joe? What did they sell? What did those people Joe? get for that $30 million? They got They got influence no, peddling. His family, just his, his family, the kids. He traded on his name. Kids. He traded on his name, kind of like kind of like the president's son-in-law traded on his name, kind of like the president's daughter under Trump traded on her name. He traded on, on Biden's name, no doubt about it. Is that the best you got, Chris? Uh, well, the, I don't have the evidence. I'm not in the government looking for it, but they're being they're being stonewalled every turn. They what go. are you talking? They got ten thousand pages of documents. There hasn't been a single subpoena that's been fought. They got so many. They they they, reve- they revealed the IRS file of Hunter Biden yesterday, and the best they have, the very best they have, Chris, is a WhatsApp message from 2017. 
You don't have if uh, you want wishes, and if you want, you want, you want, you want to wish Joe Biden got some of this money, you can do it. But there's no evidence of it. Hunter, other people, tons of it traded on the Biden name, no doubt about it. And we'll be right back on the middle. to make change, reaching across the aisle to work with both sides. Before all this happened, Anthony Weir, he was fantastic. That guy could have been the president. This is The Middle with Anthony Weiner. But Weiner may be my greatest challenge yet. He has gone toe-to-toe with many pundits before me. On WABC. In the middle, I'm Anthony Weiner. That is Taylor Swift. She's being featured as our musical act this, this week because of her connection to the New York Jets. I told the story earlier. The Empire State Building was lit up in red by, I guess, Heinz Ketchup Company paid for it because Taylor Swift was photographed dipping her chicken fingers in ketchup. I mean, that is cultural power. You know what I'm saying? You have a snack at a football game, and the next thing you know, brands are lighting up the Empire State Building. What does it also tell you, by the way, that I'm getting my culture cues from from a big building in my neighborhood? <laughs> I had a guy. I called up Catherine. I said, "Why is it?" Anyway, long story. Eight hundred eight four WABC eight hundred eight four nine two two two. This is the middle. I'm here till four o'clock. Curtis Lee was coming in at four. He just shut up, Curtis. Look. We're going to have a chance to talk about this on left versus right. And we usually agree on stuff and we, we get along pretty well. People complaining about Eric Adams didn't hold a press conference. It was raining. It was a big rainstorm. It was the biggest rainstorm ever, eight inches at JFK. Well, we weren't ready. Well, who the heck is ready for eight inches of rain? What do you think we can – where do you expect for it to go? I mean, I am very. There are a lot of people that are really harmed by this, like businesses, and like Noam Lane had a report earlier about a, a woman in Brownstone, Brooklyn, who lost her business. Yeah, people who live in basement apartments. I get it. That's it's bad. Anyone out there want to take a, a wild guess? How many miles of sewer lines we have in New York City? I'll wait. Sixty four hundred miles. Of sewer, I mean, yes, 
I go, well, how come? Where, where was the where was the president? Where was the, the president? Where was the mayor Adams? Say, so gonna come visit you and open an umbrella for you? Yes, it was bad, no doubt about it. Look at the videos online. What are you expecting? That's I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I, there is the atmospherics of the job. We're going to talk about that a little bit. So we're talking about impeachment. We're talking about the president's legal problems. And let's go to some calls. First, let's go to, it looks like, J.W. in Westchester. Hey, J.W. Hey, Anthony. Hey, talking about tax assessment. Um, every county in the country, we know that, uh, assesses tax on properties. Uh, I have four properties across three states, so that's New York, Pennsylvania, and Arizona. And I can tell you the average uh, rate between a tax assessment on a property and the value of the property is 5,000%. I mean, that's just the way it is. In which direction? Uh, In other words, uh, they assess a property for five grand, and uh, but it sells for a hundred grand. So they're low. They're always low, and 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 the owners of those properties, they. Uh, I I wait. Hold on a second. I I've heard people argue the opposite that I'm getting taxed on something I could never get. That there's a whole industry in New York called tax certiorari, where people go in and argue that they're assessed too high. Fair because even I have done that, where you argue that the tax assessment rate is too high. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you so don't what? Want it, to pay the tax. Correct. But, so when Donald Trump did that at Mar-a-Lago, he said it should be appraised at $15 million. When he went to apply for a loan, he said $630 million. That's not a little, that's not a, a, a minor mistake, the judge said. The judge said that's fraud. Right, but the worth of a property is 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 hinged on the buyer. No, so, no, 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 they, no. Ass- assessment and, and assess. The only way you truly know the value of a property is when it trades. I get that. That's not what. That's not. But when you're assessing the value, you're making an estimate. I get that too, and I get that it's subjective. I get that too. The judge said all of these things in his ruling, but he said at a certain point, how do you determine fraud? He says twenty percent is a is an estimate. off or 1,300% off, or when you say the size of your apartment is something that, as a matter of fact, you know it's not, that's fraud. But it's not the judge making stuff up. It's the judge saying, look, I'm taking Donald Trump's own words. He says he has a uh, 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 6,000— Where is the numbers here? He said he had a 10,000 square-foot apartment and said it was 30,000 square feet. Now, do you— think that Donald Trump thought his 10,000 square foot apartment was actually 30,000 square foot? If the answer is no, then that's the definition of fraud. And even his ju- even his 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 lawyers didn't argue that it was 30,000 square feet. And it's not an unusual shape either. I actually called someone about this. I said, could he just because it's a weird shape? No, it's a square or a rectangle. It's like easy, easy to measure square feet. Let's go to Charlie in Staten Island. Hey, Charlie, welcome. Hey, Anthony, how you doing? Good, thanks. All right. I just wanted to say, look, Anthony, you're no babe in the woods. You understand how these politics work. You understand what trading on the name is. You've been around. You know Shelly Silva. You know all these guys. I'm not accusing you of anything, but you know the game. 100%. 
Exactly, Anthony. That's all I want to say. And but Hunter, is- but Charlie, but Charlie, right. I'll let you finish. But Charlie, Hunter trading on Joe Biden's name is not even in dispute anymore. That's not an issue anymore. We all know that's what he was doing. The question is, Joe Biden. What did Joe Biden do? Okay, Anthony, I'll tell you that. He was paying the house, uh, the renovations. He was paying his cell phone bill. Okay, come on. You Wait, know, who you was? Know. Yes, yes, yes. You mean Joe Biden was paying Hunter Biden? No, 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 no. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to argue hold on. Anthony. No, no, I, I don't want to argue. I just want to clarify this part. That two things were going on involving the house. And by the way, I read the I read Miranda Devine's book. I went page by page of the laptop. I take this stuff seriously. There were two things going on in the house. One, Hunter was using it as his residence when he was in 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 active addiction. And as such, he was paying a lot of the expenses there. But also Hunter in some of these emails to his dad, which, by the way, are, are, are kind of heartbreaking. Some of the emails today, he's getting money from Joe. He had no money. The guy had no money for a certain period. He was in, he was getting money and, and pissing it away on drugs and women and everything else. That was definitely going on. But that's not a high crime or a misdemeanor. And a lot of it, that part wasn't even going on when Hunter Biden, when Joe Biden was vice president. It was going on during the Trump years. Biden scalp, Anthony. But you know what? This move towards socialism, Anthony, and this move towards this elitist uh, government leaders, which you know what I'm talking about. No, I, what's the move? Were, what's the move towards you socialism? Were, you were amongst them. This move towards socialism is a disaster. What move towards socialism? Okay. What example do you have of that? Oh, I'll give you an example. Okay, destroying the oil and gas industry. That's wait for. So that's the. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. There are a lot of people who are not socialists, who are capitalists, who believe that people want to buy. They don't want to give money to the Saudis anymore and would rather have electric cars than pay $6 a gallon for gas. That's the marketplace working, my man. That's capitalism. Ford Motors is a capitalist company. GM is a capitalist company. Porsche is a capitalist uh, company. All of these companies are investing heavily in electric because there's no future in fossil fuels. Anthony, I disagree. When you have a Chinese tank rolling on diesel, okay, (laughs) It's a problem. So you want to rely, hold on, you want to rely on Chinese technology and think that that's the best way to go? No, I said diesel, diesel. These Chinese tanks run on diesel, Anthony. And why is that good? We have way better tanks than they do. Yeah, and they run on diesel, and we've exhausted the uh, the, Charlie, uh, Charlie, Charlie, I love you, Charlie, but, and thank you so much for calling. There was a time that we used to have our vehicles that we brought into battle were horses. <laughs> yes, I'm not saying that there that there's no that I am looking outside in Midtown right now. There are no gas powered vehicles. Of course there are. But it's progress. It's technology. And these companies obviously believe in it. Do you have? Do you know how many? I mean, the, the, these. Every time I turn on 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 a, a football game, I look at the advertisements. They're all for electric vehicles. They're not dumb. These are smart companies, and they're hugely profitable. <laughs> is it going to mean some displacement? Yes, it is. There are fewer parts to break down. There are fewer repairs that are necessary. That's going to be. It's going to be tough for like workers who are in that field. You know who else had it pretty tough? 
people that were shoveling coal in, back when we had coal-fired uh, trains, people that shoveled horse manure when we had horses instead of taxi cabs. It's called progress. It's called, it's called capitalism. And what Joe Biden has done in lawmaking, something Donald Trump never did, lawmaking is we created incentives so that these things are going to be built here in the United States with U.S. jobs. That the batteries are going to be made here. That the cars are going to be made here. That's capitalism. It's creeping socialism. Bring a better example than electric vehicles. Every TV commercial on my, on my capitalist TV screens are all for electric vehicles. It's not going to happen tomorrow. But it's what, it's what the, the marketplace is asking for. You know why? The marketplace doesn't like it when we're giving money to the Saudis. They don't like it. Voters don't like that. They don't like riding the wave like this. And then they, 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 they don't like polluting the environment. They want to be able uh, to, to drive these cars. Are they ready right away? No, but I got to tell you, the fastest growing car company in America for a while was, was a Tesla, an electric vehicle run by a, 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 a bat poop, brain dead, socially nincompoop idiot savant. That was not, not my most impressive burn. We'll see you right back. Anthony Weiner on WABC. I know Anthony Weiner for a long time. He was a really bad guy. Taking a step back to look at things with a new perspective. Anthony Weiner, um, I'm not a big fan. It's the middle with Anthony Weiner. I don't like your little games. Don't like your tilted stage. The role you made me play The fool, no I don't like you I don't like your perfect crime How you laugh when you lie You said the gun was mine Isn't cool, no I don't like you And welcome back to the middle That's Taylor Swift bringing us back in Covering some ground today until 4 o'clock Curtis Lee comes in for left versus right He's going to be on the side of, if he was mayor, I'd have everyone issued an umbrella the day before. <clears throat> 808-4-WABC. Hunter Biden, Donald Trump, got a lot of news this week. Let's go right back to the calls. We have, Fa- I don't know if I'm saying his name right, Fajon in New Jersey. Go ahead, Fajon. I've been listening to your call for the last two, three weeks. Uh, first of all, I don't think it's the right comparison that you're making there with Trump and uh, Biden, because uh, Biden's family, the whole family, I, I, from what I read, even the grandson or grandchild got money from some Chinese uh, person, right? And there's no, there's nobody in Trump family got money like that, right? Wait, no, no one, no one in Trump's family did. What about Ivanka? Yeah, no, no. Did they get any money from anyone? A hundred percent. Wait, it, Ivanka Trump had four, at forty-three trademarks that were pending, very hard to get in China. Within a month of Trump coming into office, she got all the trademarks for her for whatever clothing brand that she had. 
you understand the difference, right? Nope. If I send you nope. money in your bank account, that's the difference between trademark, right? Well, no. It's a it, one is the government policy; the other is just a company. If but if if anything person. if anything getting it from getting a benefit from the Chinese the Chinese Communist Party is much more to, to uh, much worse. But all of this is – let's assume what the worst of what you say is true, Feijan. Let's assume it's worse. Let's assume it's his grandkids, his great-grandkids, his uncle, his cousin, his niece. Let's assume it's all those people. And they're all trading on the Biden name. Bad, I don't like it. Not illegal, probably. I, I don't like it. But that's not what the allegation is. The allegation of impeachment is, is Joe Biden committed high crimes and misdemeanors. We know what Donald Trump did. We know he's been indicted 91 times for criminal statute. He's found guilty in civil cases. And the best that the witnesses can come up with against Joe Biden is if some of this money went to him, if in, in, in page 10,001 of the, of the subpoena document something shows up. That's the point. That, I mean, I think, I think that if anything, Joe Biden, you know, they haven't actually laid a glove on Joe Biden yet. Joe Biden is the big guy who's getting a 10 person. Okay, no, no, okay. Do you, do, you, do you know where that came from? Where did that come from? It came from an email that wasn't even – that Joe Biden wasn't on. Hunter Biden was CC'd on. It wasn't even – two. it was about a company that never did any business. And when asked to show evidence that the big guy was, um, was Joe Biden, Bobolinsky said, I can prove it. He went into the Wall Street Journal and Fox News. Both places reported there was no evidence that the big guy was Joe Biden. And even if it was, it's someone else talking about someone else using a, a, the big The big guy email, by the way, which Hunter Biden wasn't even the two or the cent. He was a he was a, a, a and it was about a company that never took in a dime of, of revenue. It never got off the ground and never has anyone been able to, to, to point to anyone. And by the way, they have all the transaction reports, the monetary transaction reports. Not a single one has shown up as Joe Biden. I'm not sure. I haven't seen the report. I have. All these, I all, have. All these, what, but all these big guys, they talk about Joe Biden is one big guy, Nancy Pelosi is another one. Now there's a guy, Senator in New Jersey, right? All these people are getting rich. I mean, where is the money coming from? I mean, they're making... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's, let's do a couple things. First of all, Nancy Pelosi, her husband used to own a USFL team. Her, her husband was fairly wealthy. He's not in politics at all. People, people in politics generally get into politics because they have a, a good deal of money and they can afford to do it or they've already made their money. Very few people come in the way I do with a public school teacher as a mom. Okay. Um, um, what, what's it? Uh, 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 Menendez apparently committed crimes. I read the indictment. It's pretty darn bad. Let's see. Let's let the we'll let a jury decide. But you're impeaching a president because you saw an email somewhere on Fox News that referred to the big guy, and you're saying it's the same big guy as every other big guy. It's not the way this works. Just like a lot of the witnesses said, the witnesses said at that hearing, if 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 if. Well, at what point do we say, listen, you've got so much? Well, let's go to Jerry and Edison. Maybe Jerry can bring some information here. Go ahead, Jerry. Yeah, hi, Anthony. Um, I don't believe, and I think you're kind of agreeing, that Joe Biden and Donald Trump, who've lived in the public eye for at least almost 50 years plus, both of them basically, um, would never be charged with criminal charges and wouldn't be accusations against Joe Biden unless they're both running for, like, president, because both of them have been, like, successful people in the public eye, and they're never charged with any crimes. Well, so yeah, but, but Joe Biden's never done it. He's there's never been any information that he's done anything corrupt. 
The difference is that Donald Trump, I've read all the indictments. He did some bad stuff. They're not, everything isn't both sides, man. This guy had top secret classified documents, was asked to give them back. He had no right to have them. He moved them. He, he, he didn't follow a subpoena. And then he showed them to people that weren't supposed to have any. By the way, it came out last week that some of those documents are so sensitive, you can't even look at them at a skiff outside of Washington. That's so sensitive. In another case, after the election had already been certified in the state of Georgia, he began a campaign to, 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 to put together fake electors and try to have a Pence hung. Okay. In another case, he paid off a bunch of money to a porn star. In another case, he exaggerated the value of his properties in order to get better deals. He's been indicted 90, he's got 91 indictments over his head. And Joe Biden has one email that he's not, not even named where they refer to the big guy. The two things are not equivalent. Here's the problem with what you just said. Let's just focus on Trump. There is a law, and you're aware of this, that if the primary purpose of a prosecution, if you have two reasons to prosecute and one is the crime and the other is interference in an election, if the primary purpose, and this is really what this case comes down to, all the cases against Trump, if you believe the primary purpose is to interfere with an election and not to prosecute Trump, if that's the primary purpose, then it's an improper prosecution. It has to be tossed. I don't follow you. I don't follow you. The, 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 he he. Held classified documents, were told to give them back, documents he was not supposed to have. He knew they were classified. He said them on the tapes. He tried to hide them. He moved them. He held them in and out. That's a crime, a felony, an important felony that other people have gone to prison for, including someone in Kansas that went to prison this year. So that's one. The second thing is you cannot come in on January 2nd and have a conversation with an official and say, I just need to find these votes and then go out and come up with fake electors. That's a crime. That's a felony. Okay, but you're still not hearing what I'm saying. If the primary purpose, I'm saying you wouldn't be prosecuted or investigated to this level because the primary purpose is to interfere with an election. What are you talking about? They're coming down on him now. Jerry, 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 what do you mean coming down on him now? They've named a special prosecutor in the case. Are you telling me that you don't get prosecuted because you're a candidate for president? You don't, there's no liability because you're a candidate for president and you can't be prosecuted when you are president? In that case, Jerry, I'm going to go announce that I'm running for president and go rob a bank. You can't believe that. No one can believe that. That's completely insane. You can't say that I'm not liable for a crime because I'm a candidate for president. In that case, you know who should run for president? Hunter Biden. Then what do you say? Uh, interfering with an election. Oh, Hunter Biden, he should go announce tomorrow. He's running for president. And then all my friends here who call in and say, oh, you're interfering with the election. Then what are you going to say? Come on, guys. Can't, we are pro-law enforcement here at 77 WABC. We believe that if you commit crimes, it doesn't matter what station in life you are in, you should be held accountable. I went to prison. I accepted responsibility for what I did. I went to prison. I didn't complain that I was prosecuted under Trump. I didn't say that the world made me do it. I made the mistakes. I was prosecuted for something no one else has been prosecuted for in the Southern District. I made a mistake. I did it. I knew I was a higher profile person that a standard would be higher. The judge said it. I did not say because I'm, I, I, I've got a funny last name and I ran for mayor once upon a time. I'm therefore not shouldn't be prosecuted. You can't call up a radio station and say, oh, he shouldn't be prosecuted because he's a candidate. 
a special prosecutor was appointed for just this purpose, who doesn't work for Joe Biden, who doesn't rely on Joe Biden for his budget, who's never been a, a political guy before, who prosecuted John Edwards, Democrat, candidate for, candidate for president, by the way. And now people say, oh, you can't do it. Oh, oh we don't. Here's, here's all the reasons, by the way. You can't prosecute Donald Trump because it's a Democratic neighborhood. You can't prosecute Donald Trump because it's a Democratic judge. You can't prosecute Donald Trump because he's a candidate for president. You can't prosecute Donald Trump because, oh, everyone does it. Or, 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 or his, his wackadoodles online don't like it. Or his anti-Semitic friend, of uh, uh, um, a must, doesn't like it. All the reasons, but no one ever calls up and says he didn't do the crime. We're pro-law enforcement in this station. 7070, we, we, we support the blue. And the blue includes people who arrest people for, 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 for stealing documents you're not supposed to have, showing them to people who aren't supposed to be doing, jeopardizing our national security, trying to overturn my vote and your vote, committing fraud in the state of New York. These are crimes. We're anti-crime here on the middle. See, I wouldn't get to back on the other side. Finding new ways to make change, reaching across the aisle to work with both sides. Before all this happened, Anthony Weir, he was fantastic. That guy could have been the president. This is The Middle with Anthony Weiner. But Weiner may be my greatest challenge yet. He has gone toe-to-toe with many pundits before me. On WABC. Taylor Swift in your ear right now. Taking you to the top of the hour. A few more minutes and Curtis Lee comes in for left versus right. Kind of pledged to myself I was going to be more calm this week. Got some negative feedback about last week. I'm not much, I'm not been doing much better this week. Let's go to Chris in New York City. Hey, Chris, welcome aboard. Yeah, hi, how you doing, Anthony? Good, Chris. Um, my, my, my question is if, Joe Biden wasn't involved in, in any payoffs and stuff. Why did he have the prosecutor that was that was investigating his son, uh, you know, that was getting money from Burisma fired and brag about it and then say he got somebody good installed? Do you know who the prosecutor is now? In, in, in um, So let me Ukraine? give you, Chris, this is the same. I appreciate your calling. A lot of people have been trying to have been intentionally getting this wrong. So I'm not saying you did. I'm saying you probably. So Victor Shokin was the prosecutor general in in uh, the Ukraine who was appointed by the president at the time to try to root out corruption. Corruption in Ukraine had been a chronic problem, so much so that countries that were helping out Ukraine were all saying to them, you guys have to get your corruption problem under control or we're not going to provide you any more aid. This guy, Viktor Shokin, was himself corrupt. And so the parliament in Ukraine, the European community, Joe Biden and Barack Obama, and the bipartisan Ukraine um, caucus in Congress, including Ron Johnson, Republican, 
said this guy Victor Shokin has to go. At the time, it was not that they were investigating Burisma too much. They weren't doing enough. And now we have witnesses to this. In fact, you can go listen to my podcast. I think it was from this past week where they had an interview on Fox News with the president, Poroshenko, who appointed this guy um, Shokin and said the reason we got rid of him is because he was on the take. He was corrupt. We were about if he didn't resign, he was going to be thrown out by the legislature. Joe Biden was doing the policy of the United States right out in the open. It did not help Burisma. It was no connection with Burisma. And in fact, and in fact, Burisma hired Hunter Biden because of his connections, because of his name, because of the name Biden. No doubt about it. But it there's no connection. There's no. For example, is there any Burisma money that went to Joe Biden? Nope. I don't know. Well, they've got the bank records. They got the laptop. They've got 10,000 pages of, 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 of transaction reports. If they had it, don't you think, Chris, at some point they would have shown it to you? No, I think he's being protected by Garland. I do not think they would have shown no, it to No, no, no. I'm saying that that, that um, the Comer said, and I featured this in the program three weeks ago, said every single subpoena they've issued, they've gotten access to thousands and pages of documents of transaction reports. They don't have it because it's not there. And I appreciate your calling, Chris. A lot of people have that Burisma story, the Victor Shokin story backwards. That's what got um, uh, Donald Trump impeached the first time. Look, for by the way, do you know who has who can get to the bottom of this Burisma Hunter Biden connection? <coughs> Rudy Giuliani and his um, and the guy that he put in charge of doing this investigation. How come he hasn't been subpoenaed by the committee to come in and give testimony? He's got the smoking gun, right? Remember? Uh, what's the other guy called? Mm, his a Parnas, Lev Parnas. How come those guys have not appeared before the committee? They're, they're the ones that were boots on the ground going to investigate the connection. Why haven't they been called? Isn't it a little curious? These guys know all about the Hunter Biden-Joe Biden connections. And the reason is, they've told the committee there's no there there. Lev Parnas has said publicly, I was hired to go find the dirt. And there wasn't anything there. That's why they don't call him. <laughs> they could have called him. Let's go to Bob in Rockland. Hey, Bob, thank you for calling. Hey, Anthony. Hey, Switching gears, let's go to um, electric vehicles, EV. Um, so, just want to just want to talk about the the production of the precious metals that go into creating the batteries for EV, and also the grid. Let's just talk about America for now. The grid in America that yeah. Let me let me Bob. Bob I, we're coming up against break. Let me summarize. Bob's point is that it takes a lot of energy to make these cars. That you've got to mine these these precious metals. That they do some harm to the earth, and that we're going to need a lot more power in the energy grid when we make this transition. All of those things are true. All those things are true. But it sure beats 
the uh, it sure beats being dependent on the Saudis and being dependent on the hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt causing anal itching and burning and irritation get fast relief with all natural doctor developed and tested Anacool buy Anacool A-N-A-C-O-O-L on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC 2024